Hello, podcast audience. I'm glad you could join me for another episode of Is This Actually Healthy? with your host, me, Juliana. As always, I was very excited to put this episode together for you. And the topic is something that's overdue because I'm sure a lot of you have heard of it, researched it, or have mixed thoughts about it. And you're not alone. It's one of the trending topics that people ask my opinion for. So it can't be ignored on this show. I was going to come to it eventually. Okay, enough suspense. The topic of today's show is sugar alternatives, both natural and artificial. The key question we have going into this is, should you consider replacing added sugars in your diet with sugar alternatives? After all, this question is surrounded with much debate. A common reaction I get from others when I talk about replacing sugars in things I eat is, but isn't that bad for you? I'm pretty sure artificial sweeteners give you cancer. Another situation I get into a bit is if I splurge and have a diet soda, others point out to me that I should actually drink the regular because it's healthier, but they don't really have any reason to back up their claim. I can't believe how many times I hear this. Maybe this is a conversation you've been in, whether you are the person drinking the diet or the regular soda. It doesn't matter what side of the argument you were on. As for the side that argues against consuming sugar alternatives, I don't really blame people for having this opinion. Media stories on artificial sweeteners have got some juicy clickbait over the years by touting claims like this. And if that's all you've ever heard about sugar alternatives, it's a small leap to reach that conclusion that it's all bad. There's a lot more you need to know about sugar alternatives first, though, before discrediting them. I think the first thing we need to do is wrap our heads around sugar alternatives and actually lay out what some of these options are. They're not all the same, and there are many options out there than you probably realize. The first thing that might come to mind if I told you to name some different sugar alternatives are the artificial ones. These are synthesized substances like saccharin and aspartame, and these are used in a lot of processed items. Um, They're also very popular in diet sodas and in other products with sugar-free written on their labels. These are the sweeteners that usually get the bad reputation because they're chemically synthesized. It doesn't sound like anything good can come from them, so it becomes more believable to just go along with claims that they cause major health problems and stick to the cane sugar. After all, cane sugar is natural, right? However, just to burst the bubble here, there isn't actually any substantial evidence that artificial sweeteners like Splenda, for instance, result in any negative health claims at least not for any studies done with human participants. From the, sh- from the research we have, there isn't a real health reason to avoid artificial sweeteners altogether or completely avoid products that have them, such as diet sodas. The list doesn't end there, though. There's all kinds of other sweeteners out there. For example, what about stevia? Does that count as a natural sweetener? Well, sort of, but not quite. It comes from a stevia plant, but the sweetener itself is highly processed and refined, so I wouldn't call it 100% natural. Stevia is becoming more and more popular because it's recognized as being healthier than Splenda. In reality, there isn't much of a difference between uh, these two products as far as taste, and it really just goes with your own personal preference. I'm one of the uncommon individuals who does not keep a traditional bag of cane sugar in my pantry, but I will always have a bag of stevia. 
There are lots of other sweeteners from natural sources that you can buy, such as monk fruit sweetener. That one's growing in popularity, although it is a little bit pricier. Xylitol, erythritol, and others. I, I can't think of every single option off the top of my head, but you get the idea. There's lots of them. One of the key reasons you would want to replace cane sugar in your diet is that you're trying to cut down on calories. Sugar-free foods and those made with sugar alternatives are usually claimed to be diet foods because virtually no calories come from the sugar substitute. It's simple that if you replace things you regularly eat and drink with diet-friendly versions, you can significantly reduce your calorie load and keep you in that uh, ideal calorie deficit. After all, in a can of regular soda, you're getting close to 150 calories from the sugar alone, but a diet soda will have zero since there's nothing in this drink that will uh, give it calories. There are sugar alternatives that are becoming popular, but these shouldn't be treated in the same category as the zero calorie sweeteners I just previously mentioned. So if you use these, don't think that you're necessarily getting the same zero calorie benefit. However, they could still have significantly less calories than cane sugar and be delicious options. Maple syrup is one that I see in a lot of baking recipes. People like the idea of replacing sugar with maple syrup because it sounds healthier and it's natural. But sugar, all it, or syrup, all it is is liquid sugar. And this doesn't make it a low calorie option. The sugar is just taking on a different form. So it's fine if you want to replace sugar with maple syrup, but it's not going to make much difference to the health profile of that food. Honey is another one. Once again, honey is not a zero calorie alternative, so keep that in mind. Um, one natural alternative I've discovered recently and like very much is date syrup or date paste, which is made by crushing pitted dates into a liquidy pulp and then using it as a sugar substitute. As you can see, the sweetness comes solely from the fruit. I find this is a delicious alternative to sugar, and date syrup is especially good on your morning pancakes, rather than topping them with a much higher calorie maple syrup. So any sweeteners derived from fruits such as this are natural suitable options. Besides cutting calories, another benefit of choosing sugar alternatives is if you want to avoid spikes in blood sugar. Most sugar alternatives can be consumed without having any effect on your blood sugar at all. However, this applies to the zero-calorie ones like Splenda and Stevia. Don't think that if you're diabetic, you can eat things made with fruit syrups or honey and expect no effect on your blood sugar. These are still sugars. The only difference is it doesn't come from a sugar cane plant. To give my own personal opinion, I'm a person with a bit of a sweet tooth. However, as a health-conscious eater, I can't binge on sweets without thinking about how a chunk of the calories comes directly from that sugar, and we already consume way too much sugar on a daily basis. Therefore, I prefer baking with sugar alternatives, particularly stevia. I don't see any problem with using sugar alternatives in moderation, and there's certainly no grounding evidence to suggest this is bad practice. From this episode, we've discussed a bit of the argument surrounding sugar alternatives and some of your options to consider. So with all of this information, I hope you found it useful and have a better idea of where you stand on the sugar versus no sugar debate and what's right for you. That is all for this episode. Please like and rate my show wherever it is you're listening. Follow me on Instagram at IsThisActuallyHealthy and stay tuned for more. 
know that I'm wishing you all the best nutrition practice wherever you are in your journey. Until next time.